me introduce you after I take a little sacred sacrament. Bless this, thank you. All right, welcome everybody to Cannabis Church, November 14th. It is a pleasure. No, no, no. It is an honor to introduce my friend, Brother Chapin Walton today. Sir, the pulpit is completely yours. Do your thing. Awesome. Thank you very much, Casey. I appreciate you having this forum and opening it up for us so that we can teach about the wisdom and knowledge that we have on cannabis and bring it to our others, our brothers and sisters here in the world. Um, when I go with it too, I'll give it a little basis of where I came and kind of extend it out because I am a minister that's non-denominational spiritual. To me, if you're on the spiritual path, that's a good way to it, but I don't judge if you're atheist and that's the way it goes with it. That's the way it ends up with it. Uh, I, that's not for me to judge. That's for God to take into judgment ultimately. So I'll just give the wisdom and go from with that. I was raised myself a uh, Southern Baptist. I really was kind of boxed in. So I really didn't understand anything about cannabis. I didn't even know anything about it through through my daily life. I didn't hadn't even heard about it. But one time I was in church preparing for just waiting for church to start hanging out in the foyer. And God spoke to me and said, hey, you know, I provide a plant for you that helps with the healing of the nations that gives you food, gives you medicine, gives you everything you guys need. It'll help you build your shelter. It'll keep you warm. It'll help you from your sins. I'm like, God, if that was true, then it would be illegal. And he said, well, it is, and I'll show you within time. And then uh, I'm through my whole thing. I've been a truth seeker. I want to know why things are done. I want to know the little parts of things, why people follow different beliefs, why they have different things that they believe to be true. I went through and kind of figured out with these different things they would preach to us what was going on with each one and would analyze it i didn't know cannabis at all when they brought it up and said hey there's a plant of the devil the devil's lettuce i'm like wait does satan or the adversary really make these things against people is there something we really need to watch for and looking back in my bibles i found the complete opposite Starting in Genesis 11 and 12, it said, God said, let the earth bring forth vegetation and let the herb bearing seed bring after its kind. He actually sees it important enough to restate that and say that it was good. In that, I was like, is that all that that goes with? And immediately following that, it ended up leading me to Isaiah 520 which is to me funny, it's a little update from 420, all right? Uh, it says, woe to those who call good evil and, or evil good and good evil, which is a distinct warning to the church and those who really follow 
the Bible to me, that it is good and God has a use for it for mankind. From there, uh, I felt like it was definitely an important thing to bring out to these people who've been rejected from the church, kicked out for being stoners, for participating in this, even though God gave it to us. So I sought out to learn more of it and ask God to demonstrate to me more religious people and faiths and help solidify this. After that, I ended up running into what used to be CannabisChurches.net and Temple 420, which Temple 420 is ran by Craig X. Rubin, uh, who most people might have seen in Weeds. He was in the first two seasons. He was the guy, the bald Jewish guy that actually was consultant to the show, and he also helped run the dispensary and teach Nancy some things. He's also been in several movies like America Drug War and How Weed Won the West, which goes a little bit over the story of Temple 420 and how it, like these other churches on the cannabischurches.net circle, were taken down or attacked in certain ways. Now, when you really look into the history, some of them are well-known cannabis churches, like the one that Eddie Lepp has ran and uh, THC Ministries coming into a whole bunch of others like Green Faith Ministries. And to me, it's something that we all have to work together on, especially with learning these other faiths of these religions. Like one of the ones that impressed me a lot was Green Faith Ministries, which is also non-denominational as like Temple 420, which they were also doing, they were going out onto the streets and helping people get food and show compassion, even though they were non-denominational, like they were not Christian as uh, Temple 420 is Judeo-Christian, so I could see their basis for it. But we all had kind of that touch in with the love. And I'm one who wanted to explore and say, why then do we have these other people across that have other faiths that believe this and believe there's something really in that? When I break it down and look at it, it all is interconnected that the almighty creator is above it all. And he gives you wisdom to deduce and take that to yourself and to your discernment with that here. <clears throat> some of the interesting things too is digging into it further it goes past even the realms of the spiritual and to the physical realms where it becomes a support for our endocannabinoid system who what helps regulate our bodies and helps us continue to process things properly looking into doctors like one of my favorites is uh, dr Re robert melamede who runs a website called canna sapiens and was a doctor at the colorado university in cannabis science he highly supports that a lot of our disease and illness comes from the breakdown of our endocannabinoid system because it's been put on the classified invasive species list and we don't get it in our diets. We don't have any longer the birds picking the seeds 
which it's their favorite seed, it even stopped it from being banned in uh, Congress when they were trying to ban the marijuana and make all of the seed the seeds sterile and completely out of the bird seed, they brought up that the birds probably wouldn't even sing if you didn't give them the hemp seed. And they decided that in the bird feed that could be unsterilized. And that's really what ended up going to the movement of others growing it nationwide that didn't have access to the seed. <clears throat> uh, to me, it's also an interesting it's a thing that we need to break down the truth and nature of cannabis, that it is really as safe as food. It's a superfood and it's something that we've been using for over 6,000 years. And when I say that, I want people to use what I believe is the knowledge that God put out there or the knowledge you can get physically if you don't have that basis with it that tells you look at these different facts, look at these different things that they've studied in cannabis, as it seems like it was one of the first cultivated crops. It also has been able to bring suitability and sustainability to people who hadn't had much to eat, except for that crop. And <clears throat> uh, it's got definitely all your essential fatty acids in the right components to keep your system maintained, which other plants do not. A lot of this information too, so I'm not just kind of telling nobody without any sources, you can find in The Emperor Wears No Clothes, which was by Jack Hare, which he actually posts on his website if you don't want to buy a copy for free for you to read and go through. It's really some amazing history, and I consider it really kind of a cannabis 101, especially as uh, pay to Jack Herrer and his point that he always would bring up that cannabis sativa L is what all of this is under. Some of it may be grown for use for its cannabinoids. It may be grown for its THC content. It may be grown tall for ropes and rigging. And if you look up that, there's been a well-established history that only until the recent 200 years has been broken down and attacked and been given misinformation. <clears throat> uh, you may have seen before, I think it goes exactly with uh, like Pastor Dave on last week's session said in Jeremiah 8, where they've changed and altered the word so it's hidden. It's not any longer considered a sacrament with the Christians. But looking back through with that, they found altars in Israel where they burned the cannabis and they burned the frankincense. If you go through and study what Sula Bennett and Rabbi Kaplan said it appears that it was in the holy anointing oil, which before I would even state that, I asked God to give me proof on that and to show me that, which he did. He had me randomly get a call to go to a prophecy seminar with my minister in Temple 420, where it was not at all a nature of cannabis. It was prophecy and things that are coming about 
one of those things is to heal the nations that the holy anointing oil would be available again. And we happened to have a Jewish rabbi that showed up that was working to grow olive trees and get support for olive trees so that he could grow grow those and combine it with the material to get the holy anointing oil. Um, me and him went up and discussed that with him. And it was great because this rabbi that had no interest in cannabis confirmed that said, yep, that cannabis is in it. And said, how are you going to get it? Well, God's going to provide it and it will be done with that. So he had great faith that that would come to him. And he absolutely confirmed that that's what it was. I found other confirmations through some other churches where even the Catholic church uses an incense, but they are not interested in selling it as a sacrament and worry about it being sold as a sacrament so that it's not really spoke about with that. I can definitely give people links if they want to read more on that. I would have to pull up the church who actually spoke with the Catholic church and confirmed it, but it was definitely an amazing thing. So all over with it, I see it's something as from atheist to spiritual people, we need to help people get access and realize how important cannabis is on mankind's system. If we would grow it, it would help any of these climate issues that are coming about, anything with that. I don't think that'll totally destroy the world because to me, it says that in Genesis, that God would not change the seasons, that they would not cease. That doesn't stop at all from us getting it really nasty here, from getting it all smogged up, from getting it a terrible mess to live in. So we definitely need to work on environmental causes. And cannabis is really part of that. There's studies that break down and will show you that if we would use it in Fukushima, it would clear it up and help them be able to get rid of that radiation, as well as studies that we could plant that and replace a lot of the biomass and really help the earth thrive. To me, one of the things too, that's part of my mission and part of the thing is with the first amendment, if you believe that God has given you cannabis, and you practice it without bringing harm to people, that's your full religious right. And we need to practice that and do that as well as push what's the safe ways and what's the right ways to use as we're actually getting reform through the states. I know I'm actually in just outside of Kansas City, Missouri. So I'm in Missouri under the Missouri law myself. And I went to the forum when they spoke on what they were going to do with the medical law to discuss some of that, as it wasn't really right. Some of the ways they want you to dispose of cannabis after it's not used doesn't make any sense to me. Expo de destroy your biomass after you've got the flowers, because those things could be used industrially and Further in the process, we could use the whole plant, we could take care of it, and it's safe as food. People don't die from overdose with cannabis. There isn't 
those kind of things that happen with it. There are some incidents which I definitely are against, like don't go get ripped stoned and then try to drive or smoke a new strain and then go do something crazy or do anything that would be inhibiting to hurt you. But that's the same as anything that you wouldn't have full situational awareness to. With that situational awareness, we would have some people in a clubhouse prior say, so when you do cannabis, you're not sober. When you go down and break what they have as a definition of sober, it's having that awareness, making sure that the adversary isn't going to make you do things that you shouldn't do. He's not going to sneak up on you and cause issues. So if you are taking your smoking or your consumption of cannabis and then doing things that are detrimental towards you or to your community, that definitely is an issue and really should be stopped with anything. Even if you're taking your sacramental wine, which or anything else. There's other sacraments, I think, that there's out there, but you can't cause harm to other people, which exactly the First Amendment says. <clears throat> so I believe it's legally across the United States with the First Amendment, and everybody should take that right who believes that it's been provided for God for their use, which I would even take even if you just believe that it's been created through even nature to support mankind that way, which I would say some people like Dr. Melamed would believe, then you believe that through the nature system that you should be able to have a practice with this respectfully and be able to uh, practice without bringing harm to others and practice in the way that you feel right. <clears throat> One of the other things that I was amazed with too and wanted to speak a little bit about just kind of for the awareness, since I am interfaith with that, I reached out and was like, is there anywhere else where they believe this? Um, and the biggest one everybody sees is the Rastafarians, which believe that it is a holy sacrament that it opens up your fellowship and your awareness of your communal love and respect for each other. And there's one love together with it. One of the material that I would recommend highly for people interested in that side of it is uh, Marijuana in the Bible by Jeff Brown in the Ethiopian Zion Church. He goes over a lot of the different beliefs and where that's came up and what exactly has been some of the breakdown across the world. He cites a lot of the stuff that Sula Bennett and Rabbi Kaplan has also cited on there with that, as well as people like the Hindis believe that it was also brought by God. I believe it was Shiva for the healing of the nations and they even have a holiday where you actually consume cannabis and give respect to the God with that. With my 
discussions and talking with uh, Temple 420 and uh, the minister there, Craig X. Rubin, he's gone to visit and wit witness and talk to the Hopi Indians, which also believe, interestingly enough, in a creator God that seems to be similar to the biblical creator God. They believe that the white buffalo actually came and brought cannabis for their healing and for their sacrament, as well as they believe that creator God is the same with that. I also myself being in my studies through metaphysical and spiritual path, I think it's all tied together and that God created the whole, the whole thing across it you have to seek it out and kind of decide really what you go there. He says, if you seek and look for him, then you will find him. And he breaks it down in many different ways. He's got a whole different skew of everything there that's so wide we can't contain it in the Bible. <clears throat> um, see what else I wanted to bring up here with that i definitely want to advocate to how i think it's uh like as i say safe as food and uh, i didn't write it on this one here but there's a cannabis patient network is where there's one of my friends mark Pedersen, that has been doing lots of work through the medical community he's also been writing up some of the laws to put forth in the different states to restore cannabis to what it was. I think that's really what we need to aim for, no matter our spiritual belief and our religious belief. For atheists, it helps people. It's a superfood. You don't even have to eat the, eat the flowers or consume flowers that have THC primarily in them you can get the whole benefit you can get the benefits from every part of the plant and it would move us so much forward in the world it would be a help for anybody with that he's got a cannabis restoration law up there and breaks it down on i think it's cannabispatientnetwork.com or net i would have to look to see specifically, but he's got a breakdown of how it should be restored back where we processed it as food and, and used it as food. Because to me, that's, it's safe for everybody. You don't want to, of course, give kids T THC and make them off their rocker and <laughs> use it on in a manner that you shouldn't. You should really use an educated manner because there are those that need it. I've seen children and he goes through and his Camet patient network would even have a magazine where he would testify to children who children who've had this experience. And he also went through and did interviews with people like me and others that how our lives would completely change medically with that in there. It doesn't bring harm to the kids and it definitely does much safer than a lot of these pharmaceuticals. So when you break down and use the wisdom on what you can use to help people, 
it's really something that we should strive for and take off a lot of this regulation and not cause such a community about it. Of course, don't leave it out for kids to get in within their reach, just like we wouldn't wine or even I don't leave sodas and other stuff in access that kids can get themselves fat by drinking too much soda or the snacks too close because it's all a discernment and something that we need to use our wisdom and break down. <clears throat> I also, as a Christian with it, wanted to break down one more thing before I go here too, with uh, what Rabbi Kaplan's translation means through the Bible. It, where it said fragrant cane, it would be cannibalism, which included nine pounds in the holy anointing oil and then was spoken out through the Bible. There is also a point where the almighty living God talks to him and says, hey, you're not burning any fragrant cane, cannibalism for me and handing me over your prayers and things for me to do with it and talks about how they're disappointed. He's disappointed with that and wants them to lay things on him and see him as the one to do it. Also, one of the big things in the Bible too, which runs with the Rastafarian is it sounds like King Solomon used it with Queen Sheba and was trading it because it actually goes through the massive amounts of fragrant cane that was transferred back and forth to each other and used in that time. So when they say that it's a product that we don't know about, we need to really take those kind of things into consideration. It was used from the times of Solomon. It sounds like it was actually the full, first cultivated commodity through the siphons and traded in years there. Um, with that, I want to wrap it up and say, what guy? <laughs> I don't really have much more to present to you guys, but I appreciate it. Thanks for giving me a spot here, Casey. And I appreciate the voice and want people to look out and see what cannabis can do for them and what it does for the world. Well, I am just uh, appreciative of you being here and uh, your words of uh, knowledge that I hope everyone absorbs, but not just the knowledge part, the wisdom. Wisdom is knowing what to do with that knowledge. So I hope everybody uses their wisdom correctly moving forward with the knowledge you've given them. And every week here at Cannabis Church, you know, uh, these are our personal opinions. Take them or leave them with a grain of salt or, or with a mustard grain seed. Hmm? <laughs> so uh, thank you, Brother Chapin. You're welcome. Thank you all for attending. And may you all have a blessed Sunday, blessed every day. Uh, keep those cannabinoids and terpenes enriched in your endocannabinoid system for a blessed, well-balanced life. 
Uh, thank you for being here live on Clubhouse. Uh, Brother Chapin, go ahead and jump off of Zoom and go join everybody on Clubhouse. We, you can enjoy the live conversation that happens every week here on Cannabis Church afterwards, uh, as well as thank you for everyone who just jumps in the random Cannabis Church rooms that we have open all the time on Clubhouse uh, and your respectful nature when you come in and out of these rooms. I just love you guys so much, Clubhouse. Thank you for the likes, comments, and shares. And even if you don't agree with Cannabis Church, just thanks for being here and, uh, and checking out the YouTube channel where you can see Brother Chapin Walton lay down today's sermon at Cannabis Church Pulpit. Uh, I should have that up for everybody by tomorrow. And uh, let's enjoy the conversation. I'm going to send it over to everybody on Clubhouse. Thanks for being here. And I hope you have a blessed day. Thanks for joining us at Cannabis Church. Mm -hmm.